Welcome back to the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with the metal queen, Doro Pesh. Doro's new album, Magic Diamonds, Best of Rock, Ballads, and Rare Treasures is out from her very own Rare Diamonds Productions, November 13th. Check it out. The Ghost Cult Magazine podcast welcomes in the great Doro Pesh. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, very good. Great to talk to you again. And yeah, I'm hanging in there. All our touring pa- plans, they got canceled or postponed. So so I was uh, was working in the studio a lot and uh, doing different things. But all is well. All is good. Fantastic. I'm so happy and pleased. Uh, I know it's been a tough year. And uh, one thing that has kept me going is new music from yeah. great artists. So I'm really excited to talk to you about Magic Diamonds, your brand new, yeah. this incredible package, box set, CDs, vinyl, perfume yeah. on your record label. So much fun stuff to talk about with you. And I know you work all the, you know, music is your life and you have worked at this literally your whole life. So this is amazing. And let's, let's talk about this. I love that it's uh, sort of broken down into rock ballads and these rare tracks. And uh, I wanted to talk, first of all, start with that kind of decision to sort of space it out. Yeah, actually at first, um, when we played our last show in March and then actually we had like two uh, European tours, like festivals, two American tours planned, Australia, South America. And then one by one, everything got canceled. And I thought, oh my God. And then I went back into the studio and, um, and I thought, okay, I want to go through my archive and, you know, see what's happening. And I got, um, I got all the rights back for many records when I was in um, the record company SPB and AFM between 2000 and 2010. And I thought, oh, that's pretty sad when nobody could, you know, get any more records or CDs or DVDs. So I started my own record label. It's called Rare Diamonds Productions. Yeah, and then I thought I can always do fun stuff, you know, with my own label. I'm still on Nuclear Blast for a new album, which hopefully will come out next year. We're working on it. But yeah, I was in the studio, like, like checking out all kinds of like versions and demos and uh, live uh, things. We recorded last uh, tour, a lot of stuff. So I thought, yeah, I'm want to do a best of record and then I started out I thought maybe 15 or 20 songs and then and then it was 20 then 30 then 40 then 50 and now it's maxed out 56 songs and uh, yeah and I thought wow I have so many fast songs so many anthems so many ballads and then I thought yeah let's do best of rock best of ballads and Rare Treasures, that's a mix between hard and fast and some special songs and lots of deep cuts, unreleased uh, versions and and stuff what the fans wanted to hear as well. I'm always in, in contact with the diehard fans and I was asking them which songs they would love to hear or maybe different versions of songs. So they told me about their choices like The Fortune Teller, even Angels Cry, Hellbound, whenever I think of you, all these, yeah, all these nice songs. So so that's how it came about. And I maxed out uh, the capacity of the CD. Usually you say 78 minutes is good for a CD. So, so there are three CDs. It's almost four hours. And, and it's still not all the songs on there. So I still have some songs, which, you know, would be, would be cool too. But we had to work on each song, like either remix it or start from scratch or 
you know, it's all remastered. So every song had to be taken care of. And it was, uh, yeah, it took a long time. That's what I did the last five, six months. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have to say the sound across uh, the CD and audio versions is very consistent, considering how, you know, wildly different all your recordings are live, studio, different studios, different, you know, all these things. Yeah. And they sound great. Oh, that's good. Oh, I will tell our engineer because that was the longest time that I was in mastering. And usually I'm usually I master every record two or three times, but this time it was a couple of weeks. And yeah, but yeah, to 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 make sure everything sounds like yeah, cohesive. But I will tell our engineer that that makes him probably so happy. And yeah, and, and that was a tough job because sometimes the live versions they were great from you know the energy level was super high but there was always something either the feedback or guitar was out of tune or you know or a cable was like making noise it was like there was lots of little things which yeah which now you will not hear it anymore but every song was something there was not one song except the songs we took one to one from an old record but usually all the new versions well <laughs> there was a lot of work to yeah to 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 make sure it sounds nice and it's all right and yeah no feedbacks on there and stuff but uh, yeah but but all the songs you hear they're, they're from old school metal to the newer stuff and all the duets that brought back so great memories like the duet with Lemmy of course or Pete Steele or Udo Dirk Schneider all these moments ah that was so nice um it was really nice to yeah to take a little bit time to think about it and to listen to stuff and yeah and I have the best memories of all these recording sessions <laughs> Nice. I, I'm glad you mentioned the duets. I know the fans love them, and of course you love doing them. And and of course we miss yeah. Lemmy. He was a, Lemmy was a good friend of yours, and, and Peter, of course, is uh, yes. much missed. And I don't think I, you know, it's such a that that Pete Steele song is so great, and I think it's, it's nice. so different for him to not be in the context of typo negative and to do something that it you know a little more rock and less sort of the gothy rock stuff that he's known for the like, very heavy stuff so it's really great to hear his voice in a new context next to yours yeah what I, what i liked so much when he was breathing in i thought oh that's so cool that is so sexy and then the engineers you know they said okay we have to cut out like all like uh, you know um taking um, like a deep breath and I thought no no I think that's part of the magic leave it in and I said are you sure yes yes I'm sure so I thought that was so special and you see the sound engineers they always want to clean up the vocals and sometimes you know you don't hear that somebody you know like takes in a deep breath before singing and I like that I like all these like you know personal you know touches and cool things and I like the stuff between stuff so so and with Pete's song uh, Descent wow I thought that's so cool and yeah you, you can hear him and feel him and feel his aura and personality and just in yeah take Taking a deep breath before singing, I thought, "Oh, this was really love that." <laughs> nice. Only a singer would know. Also, the phrasing and the different things, the extra things yeah. that go into not just singing a line, but all those yeah. other things. 
yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And and uh, we were hanging out a couple of uh, times, and you know, and oh, I was so nice to yeah to get to meet him. And he was such a such a gentle giant. Wow, he was really the tallest person I've ever met in my life. And 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 he was so so sweet and so so soulful. And it was so so awesome to yeah to get to know him. <laughs> Nice. And in addition to those songs, I also really love uh, Walking with the Angels with Tarja because she's wonderful. And again, I know that she's a huge, you were a huge inspiration to her. I interviewed her like a year and a half ago. And we actually, she talked about when she was growing up beside classical music, the rock music that she did like, she identified, you know, she's a huge Doro fan. So that's awesome. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That, that, Wow. (laughs) That's very nice. Thank you for saying that. That, That's cool. I always like that when people have positive things to say. That's cool because you never know. But yeah. But yeah, Taya, she has such a great voice, like very angelic and I thought it would fit the song Walking with the Angels so perfect and and we did it a couple of times live that was so nice too that was really nice and one time I sang on her record and she sang on my record and yeah and um, there was um, sometimes um, there was a great festival in Europe it was called Female Metal Voices and they only had like you know female whatever singers or bands with female musicians and um that's when we always did like our duets together and it was really nice and yeah but i thought the record version oh yeah i i thought that was so so cool so i i took the uh, normal record version because the live thing there was always something which i thought oh you know feedback is in the wrong thing and yeah (laughs) but uh, but the memories like on on uh, on a dvd that's nice when you watch it and then oh yeah it's cool it's cool it's on one of our dvds on the 25 years in rock there's uh, the two songs we do together and yeah that, that's actually nice yeah fantastic uh when you go to write a song for a collaboration do you write the song first and then think of the artist to come in and work on it second or do you kind of write with somebody in line like when you you know when you oh slash would put a great solo on here or udo would sound great on this with me do you think about that or do you just kind of write the songs oh yeah, sometimes I must say every song comes out different. Uh, there's like definitely no rules. You know, sometimes you think, yeah, I want to, uh, like, I give you a little example. Um, we did our Triumph and Agony album in New York in the Power Station studio, and we had all the songs, and it was done. And I was so happy. I thought, man, I really can tell it is a magical album. And then uh, my guitar player and uh, producer, actually, Joey, we were sitting at, at home, we were roommates, and we didn't know what to do with ourselves because the record was done, mixing was almost done. And then he said, shall we, what shall we do? And I said, shall we do, write another song? And he said, okay, what do you want to write? And I said, Joey, I want to write the most brutal, you know, like heavy, you know, like 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 aggressive song, fast, you know, like, like faster than speed metal. And I would like to write that song. He said, okay. Then we started. And out came this ballad for Emma. So you never know, you know, sometimes you, you know, you start, you know, you start with an idea and then it comes out totally different. And that's the reason with songs as well. Sometimes I wrote a song and I thought, oh yeah, maybe I could ask this person to sing on it. And then it didn't work out. And then another person came into my life and said, hey, shall we do the song together? And it's like so unpredictable. And that's sometimes so, 
wow, so mind blowing that things just work out. Or just just another example, I was in Wacken. You know, Wacken is this great festival, you know, and I love to play Wacken. And one time I was playing Wacken, and at the same time, Amona Mars, they were playing a show, and I had a couple of hours before I wanted to get ready, and I watched their whole show from the monitor desk, and I was so blown away, and especially by the singer's performance, Johann Heck. Oh, I loved it. And I turned around to my tour manager, Hans is his name, I said, Hans, you know what, I would love to do something with Amona Mars. He said, oh, yeah, I can imagine that might be something really interesting, you know, totally unexpected and stuff. And I said, yeah. And then I went on tour and did stuff. A couple of months later, I got an email of Amona Math. They said, hey, Doro, would you like to sing a duet with Johan? We are working on a new album. That was uh, Joms Viking. And I thought, that's unbelievable. Because I never reached out to them, you know, asking, you know, like for a collaboration. But they obviously felt like there was a good chemistry somehow. It was maybe in the air. And then they were asking for um, a song. It was actually a dream that cannot be. And I loved it. We recorded it in England with Andy Sneep. Uh, who plays now guitar and priest and yeah and then one year later i was like uh working on my album forever boys forever unite and there was one song and i thought oh i think johan would be perfect on it yeah and then i asked johan if he wants to sing on it and if he wants to write some lyrics for that song so so it was a group effort and yeah so sometimes i guess some Sometimes things are meant to be and sometimes, you know, you think, oh, that might be a good idea and then it doesn't work out. And it's like, it's, um, it's fantastic. It's so, it's fascinating. Like, you know, every song is different and, and usually the songs, they take on a life on their own. Um, and, um, and or to give you another example, when we recorded All We Are, at first I sang All We Are by myself and we thought, ah, oh, that song will probably not make our record that was the triumph and agony album and we thought what can we do because it's kind of cool it's kind of cool and then we thought how about we do a nice uh you know choir on it we thought yeah maybe that's cool and then we got some people off the street actually in new york we asked people if they could come up into the studio and sing along with us and we had some friends so everybody was singing and i was watching everybody sing i was um, at the engineer's desk and and i could tell everybody was so like happy and you know they had like you know big eyes like big smiles on their faces and we thought wow man that definitely has some magic and then all we are became the big uh, single the first single you know the first video and it became our first hit and uh, so but we didn't we didn't think in the beginning that it would do anything but sometimes when you have like people singing on it then you know or people playing on it then it takes on the different you know life and it's it's so cool it's so cool mm. <laughs> Nice. I still get pumped up listening to that song. And yeah. uh, what, a, what, what? It's a great story. One interesting thing about this collection to me is, if you are a Doro fan and you have a lot of Doro albums, there's a lot of unreleased material here. Things people yeah. have never heard, either different versions or completely, you know, unplugged. Uh, Prisoner of Love, unreleased, like yeah. really great stuff. Yeah. I can't, I can't stress enough that these uh, these tracks are really a treat. If you're already a fan, but you know, maybe I have everything by door already. No, you definitely need to pick up this package. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh God, I, I would say, oh man, it's always up to taste, but there's something for every mood. And yeah, what you just mentioned, the song Prison of Love, that was actually our first draft. I thought it's so cool. It's so different, but so sexy, so cool. Um, yeah, I, oh God, I, yeah, it's, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I love all them songs. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably the wrong person to ask. I, yeah. And to me, a good song is a good song if it's fast and hard, or or if it's like dark, romantic, or deep and soulful. Um, yeah. I, I like them songs, which you know come out like like when when there's an idea shooting out. Then, you know, and it can be really quick. Like sometimes songs get written in like a couple of minutes, but when they have some magic and some power, ooh, then I think, mm, that's probably good. And and I like uh, these mystical songs like The Fortune Teller, which was actually on an album. Uh, it was called True It Hard and it never got officially released in the States. So, so maybe many of the American, you know, fans, they don't know that song or even Angels Cry that was on the True It Hard album. So I would, yeah, I would recommend to check out all these yeah these cool things and yeah, but but I I love all the duets of course. Love me forever with Lemmy. Ah, oh, oh, I think it's so awesome and and uh, breaking the law. That's the the cover version of uh, the Judas Priest song and it's a duet with Udo Dirk Schneider. I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, you guys just have to check it out. There, fifty-six songs, nice. which it's a yeah. lot. Four hours, four hours of music. It's a lot. It's yeah. great. Yeah, the only song which is on there twice is "I Rule the Ruins" because I couldn't make up my mind which version I like more: the orchestra version of "I Rule the Ruins" or the live version of "I Rule the Ruins." The live version is really hard and really metal, and the version with orchestra oh, is really wow. It's really nice, like in a different way, like cool. And, yeah. Nice. The orchestra record's a great metal tango, and I love the uh, Fjord Immer. I love yeah. uh, those songs so much. Yeah, yeah. And we recorded a new version of Love Me in Black. There was another album which didn't get released in the States. It was um, in 98. I worked three years on it, but the time was not so good for, for rock, metal, grunge was still, you know, big. So Love Me in Black was never released, but I always loved that title song, Love Me in Black, and we uh, recorded it actually just recently. We did a couple of drive-in shows, and even though you couldn't hear the audience. You couldn't hear like anybody singing along. But I thought it has such a good vibe. It has such a magical energy. And then I thought, yeah, let's let's put it on here. And um, yeah, and it was a totally different experience to play in front of cars. I did it on our All We Are video, but there was just for a video clip. But now we did it many times and um, it was totally, it was a challenge. And sometimes it was great. You could hear the crowd and sometimes you couldn't hear anybody because everybody had to you know, sit in their cars, windows rolled up. And, you know, and then I thought, okay, now I have to think of something that people still have fun, still are excited. And yeah, and then after doing it a couple of times, it was really, it was really cool. So, so yeah. And yeah. And Love Me Black is on, on that record as well, which I thought, wow, you know, that's why you can't hear any audience, but it was actually recorded live. And I like that very much. And yeah. <laughs> 
Nice. You, you're always an innovator. I love the drive-in show. I, you know, we were all amazed at seeing these clips and he, and seeing the, the the photos of you. You even jumped off the stage into the parking lot a yeah, little bit yeah. and sang at the cars because I, 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 I don't know if people know like you. This is probably and it must be difficult for you personally. The longest period of time you have been home, probably in decades. Right? You're never home. Yep. You're always on the road. You're always yeah. on tour. Yep. Two of us was always home. I never, you know, even though I lived in Manhattan and Long Island, now I have a place in Florida, but I was I was never there. I was always on tour somewhere. And yeah, so now wow, that's that's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. Like yeah, that's why I'm always going into the studio. So studio is <laughs> that's like and actually I don't really have a real home. It's crammed with magazines, CDs, vinyl. It's only right. stuff, you know, for work, like all over the world. I have some places and it's like more like a locker room, you know. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, of course. And, you know, again, I'm glad you're making the best of it. And I obviously your crew, the band, anybody that works with you, your tour crew, I'm, I hope everybody is OK. This is just such a tough time in the whole industry to not have work. Yeah, so, totally, totally. Hard. Yeah, we are just working on something uh, for um, um, to do another stream concert, and it will be for free, just to keep the machinery going. And it's connected here with a radio station in in Germany. It's called Rock Antenna. I have a show once uh, a month there, and then I said, yeah, yeah, let's let's do it, let's pull it off. So we are just working. Everybody is either in their studio or rehearsal room or at home. We're just putting it together and we'd see. Um, yeah. So, so at least, you know, doing something that's, uh, that's very important to, yeah, to, to keep at it. And then you have no time to get depressed and stuff. So yeah, and I always love like doing something for the fans or, or working in the studio on something or a cool song or, or mixing another song, like, and listening to all the live uh, versions we had like last year. Oh, that was great. On the other hand, it was heartbreaking because who knows when we could get back to normal and everybody was singing along. I was always in the crowd. Usually I'm in the crowd, like maybe hopping on somebody's shoulders and then, you know, going through the crowd and letting everybody sing into my microphone and, you know, and, and feeling their head banging sweat on my face and the wet hair. That's what I love. And now, I don't know, hopefully these times won't be over forever, but at the moment, uh, it doesn't look so good. So so I, I was so glad that we could yeah, put some live stuff on, on the Magic Diamonds as well. But it's 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 heartbreaking as well. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. I'm glad you mentioned the uh, jumping on the shoulders because the last time you were in New York, you jumped on my photographer's shoulders and he carried you around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, how good. Yeah. Tell him, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, you know, that can be tough when, you know, when people are like, yeah, and I'm usually rocking out on somebody's shoulder. But I tell you, when I had my first band, Snakebite, it was before Warlock, I always had my guitar player on my shoulders because he was like 13 years old. It was my first band and he could never see anything because he was even smaller than I was. So, so I always, you know, had him on my shoulders and he was headbanging. I thought, oh man, he's breaking my back, but he had such a good time. And yeah. And so, so, but that's cool. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And, and I love to be very close, you know, like right in the crowd with people. And yeah, but, um, 
yeah, but whatever it takes, you know, we're hanging in there and yeah, trying to stay positive and yeah, and I'm I'm hoping that we can do live concerts soon and yeah. yeah. But if they have to be different, I'm totally ready to do whatever it takes, you know. Um yeah, yeah, you know, as as long as it's live and as long as you can see or hear or feel the people a little bit, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Glad to hear it. And uh, I know the fans appreciate it. Live is where you belong. We love your records, but obviously the concert is your the thing you are the master of live. And uh, I didn't want to forget before we wrap things up, I definitely wanted to ask about the perfume. Uh, his and her perfume, you said you always wanted to do one. So I'm, I'm dying to know. Obviously, I don't I don't have the chance to smell it myself. But what inspired you to make these perfumes, especially a, a his and her version? Yeah, actually, um, at first, yeah, I always want want to do box sets. That I'm I'm a big fan of like you know special things. I'm a record collector. I love vinyl, and we wanted to definitely do a vinyl box. And there is a double, two double vinyl box. I think it looks beautiful. I just saw it yesterday. It, it, it's all like here in my hands. And there's a special CD box and. Um, there's a scarf in it and I wanted to put something special in and since 1993 I'm working on my own perfume and actually uh, it started in 1993 I drove everybody crazy like usually people they you know they they were living in my apartment you know sometimes road crew or musicians or friends or boyfriends and I was always at night like fiddling around with like different perfumes or perfume oils and stuff and that yeah, that, that's going on since 1993. And usually the case was like I had something what I thought, oh, it's absolutely stunning and mind-blowing and so great. And then I woke the person up and I said, you've got to wake up, you've got to wake up. You know, even though you are drunk, you have a hangover, you got to smell my perfume. And everybody said, are you, you're crazy, you're insane. And I said, well, give me two more minutes or give me five more minutes. I make it even better. And these two or five more minutes, that's I always ruined it. I always put something in which didn't belong in there. And then the whole great smell was like, you know, destroyed. So, so for years I wanted to have my own perfume and now it's made in a professional way. And I had one for women. I think it really smells heavenly. And I went to the uh, guys in, in the office who were helping me with the label. And I said, yeah, I have something, you know, like like I would like to have a perfume in the box set and uh, for um, girls. And um, and I said, what what's about the man? And I said, well, you know, maybe we should think of something else. And I said, no, no, let's have a perfume for the man as well. And I said, sure. And I said, yes. And so we did a perfume for for men as well it can be unisex too it's all up to taste but i think they both smell great and the name is uh, true at heart i think that's yeah that hits the nail on the head and i think they both smell really nice and one limited edition comes uh, they come in little skulls they look really cute so if people don't like to wear perfumes you can put it you know in your record collection looks cool looks great but i i like perfumes and since i'm touring so much and always with 20 people in one tour bus for a long time i tell you you definitely need sometimes some perfume and i always have my favorite perfumes and then i spray in every bunk and everybody always feels like oh smells like a fresh shower (laughs) even when you can't take a shower for weeks sometimes on tour you know in some clubs they don't even have like hot water anymore or they don't even have showers anymore so so then i start 
like, yeah, always taking my favorite perfumes on the road. And, and I checked out what people would like to, you know, like, 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 like the most. And even my band, like, oh, we always give a little group hug before we go on stage. And then I feel, yeah, it's nice when there's a nice fragrance and everything. Mm, that's, yeah, it's nice. And, and then we go and sweat <laughs> like crazy. Mm. Right. Doro helps with all the senses, not just your ears and your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, of course, I like the sweat of the fans the most. That's my favorite perfume. But other I, than that, you know, there's the, the true tart one. It's like, you know, it's like it's it's pretty nice, too. Yeah. But metal sweat. I mean, ah, there's nothing like it. But 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 too much in the tour bus. And that, that's, uh, you know, so <laughs> that's too great. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Doro, it's always great to talk to you. I'm so pleased that we got to chat about all this and I hope you're, I hope you stay well and I'm really looking forward to more new Doro music perhaps next year and hopefully things get back to normal and we can get you back on tour where you belong. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and being so kind to me. And yeah, I hope, you know, we see each other yeah, on, on the next uh, tour gig yeah, or talk on the next record. And I wish you guys all the best too. Stay healthy, stay medic, keep on rocking and yeah, and uh, yeah, all the best. And yeah, and, and talk soon and, and say hi to all the New York City friends. I miss them so much. And yeah, can't wait to get back. <laughs> Will do. Thank you so much, Doro. Take care. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.